Welcome to very special holiday. My name is Slim. This is Todd. He's the one twisting the knobs. You can't see him. Yeah, but. twisting them knobs. But we're back, folks. Uh, it's been a little bit. We haven't talked to you since the uh, the fine holiday of Fourth of July. But here we are talking to you live on Labor Day. You'll probably hear this afterwards. But here we are enjoying a nice Labor Day, talking about holidays. Slim. This is what we're doing for our Labor. We're going to labor away here on the podcast. We're working for you to entertain you. Yeah, so uh, as you just heard, this was uh, a wonderful theme song from the television show, Married with Children, and uh, without any further ado, we're talking about Labor Day Slim. Yeah, this is Married with Children. I think most people have probably at least seen some episode of this show. I don't know if you can really watch it that much anymore, though. You said you had to buy this episode yes. on Amazon. So the episode we're, uh, we're talking about is episode one, season four. It aired in uh, September 3rd of 1989, which, you know, I like to go back and find out when this aired was it labor day can we do a quick uh, a quick look at the calendar what's going on in 1989 so married with children though is a very important show whether you've ever seen it or not it definitely wasn't like the most critically acclaimed show but it was important because fox as a network started in 1986 this was like their first sitcom even though it didn't start until 87 and it aired for 10 years so this was a very important show fox has never had a sitcom that ran this long a live action sitcom obviously the simpsons is its own class 10 years and we were just sitting back trying to figure out who would be a close second and i think i don't think we came up with anything we, we didn't i mean they had a lot of other very big shows you know like american idol and 24 and cops but you know fox was always the edgier network they had to sort of make their own path being the fourth network and that was part of the reason a show like this didn't get the big ratings because when fox first came out it's not like it was easy to find as a network it was on those higher band you know stations on your knob there so this actually aired on September 3rd, uh, 1989, which was a Sunday, just like the Sunday night uh, of last night, September 3rd. So here we are, uh, 28 years later. So it aired the day before Labor Day. Day before. It had that Sunday night, uh, what do they call the am- animation domination Sunday right. these days. And Married with Children was pretty much always on on Sunday. Again, if you've never seen it, you should check it out. It's a very silly show, um, very kind of typical style of writing and jokes. Not a lot to think about. Nice, fun, relaxing show. And I can't believe that, like, Fox was able to get Frank Sinatra for their theme song. That seems kind of weird. It was they the 80s. Love and Marriage I, I by doubt, Frank Sinatra. I, I mean, this was probably a, a new thing back in the uh, the 80s as far as licensing, um, you know, uh, established songs for theme songs. You know, we were, we were coming right out of, like, the Growing Pains and the other <laughs> shows where the original theme song were so nice and sweet and long. But, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a fun show. It takes place, I believe, they're in the suburbs of Chicago or maybe even Chicago proper. But... Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they made a reference at some point, but the opening of the show is Buckingham Fountain in Chicago. If you're familiar with Chicago and uh, and Grant Park and Millennium Park area, there's a giant fountain called Buckingham Fountain, and that's what opens every episode of Married with Children. So let's go through our uh, our cast real quick. We've got uh, the it's a bu- long opening. If you watch an episode, long intro. We've got the Bundy family. We've got uh, Al Bundy, portrayed by Ed O'Neill. You know from uh, Modern Family fame. That was sort of his uh, renaissance as an actor. Also films uh, if you're into the holiday film of uh thanksgiving uh, potentially you might want to watch the film 
Butch, or Dutch, excuse me. <laughs> uh, I said Butch Dutch, starring Ed O'Neill. Uh, he's been in a couple other things. We have uh, uh, his wife, Peggy Bundy, portrayed by uh, Katie Seagal, who, um, who you will know from uh, many different things, but most notably recently the uh, the cast of uh, Sons of Anarchy, and I'm sure she'll be in any uh, any project her husband, uh, Kurt Sutter, makes in the future. And Futurama as well. A lot yes, of people might know of course. from Futurama. Uh, you've got Christina Applegate, who I just recently watched in the film uh, Bad Moms, uh, amongst other things. I've uh, seen Bad Moms. She's a, kind of funny. She's an acting, she's a she's a working actress in the comedic realm, uh, Anchorman, Anchorman 2, lots she's of different. She's had a good career. Lots of, lots of credits. Samantha Who, a sitcom on ABC. So Up she's All Night on things. NBC, which also has some good holiday episodes if you want to get into a short-lived television show with some holiday episodes. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Classic. And of course, she's had quite a career. Bud Bundy, portrayed by David Faustino, who didn't have as much of a lucrative career after Not so much. Mary with Children did do, I think, a few episodes of Entourage, uh, potentially some other. I think he had a uh, he had a web series that was like a like a satire version of a like reality show on maybe the Crackle Network. It was on the internet, I believe. Uh, and then we have the Darcys, uh, who are the next door neighbors. Not, not Darcys yet. It's the Rhodeses. Uh, the Rhodeses, excuse yes. me. Steve and Marcy Rhodes. This was the last season for Steve Rhodes. Then they brought in Jefferson Darcy. Yes, and they are uh, they are very integral into the plot line. One plot line in this episode, and I feel like we've got enough background on Mary with Children. Should we just get right into things, Slim? Absolutely. We've just got one plot line in this episode. There's no B story or C story for you to worry about. We've just got Labor Day at the Bundy household. So let's jump right in. First things first, uh, we all know that Al's very, he's a sad man, he's a shoe salesman, but even mm-hmm. at the shoe s- store that he works at, he gets off Labor Day. And yeah, Labor Day weekend, it seems. Usually it's overworked. Like most malls are, are busy on a Labor Day weekend. Labor Day shoe sales? He is the typical person who peaked in high school. So he was went to Polk High School, named for James Knox Polk, and uh, was a football star. And that's kind of when he peaked in life. And now he's a women's shoe salesman. And uh, everybody's asking, uh, you know, they're all, com- they're all moan- complaining. They watch the television and uh, there's a big... Uh, uh, news report of how a beautiful day it is. You shouldn't be home doing nothing. You should be out and about like all the other families here in the uh, in the Bundy neighborhood. And uh, Peggy and uh, Kelly and Bud are just sitting there complaining about how they don't have any money or any plans or anything to do. So that's sort of a central thing for this episode is that everybody is at the beach, which again, I guess that goes along with this maybe being in the Chicago area. Uh, but they are like losers for not having plans in their home. But I feel like a lot of people have like things, Labor Day barbecues. Labor Day barbecues, Labor Day podcasts, Labor Day whatever. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, I have not noticed a bunch of things happening in our neighborhood out here. A lot here. of people take vacations too. It's sure. like the end of summer. It is It is the unofficial end of summer. And uh, Al Bunny's coming home and... And he is uh, sweating out of his pits. He's been working hard, and he is ready to enjoy his Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I believe when the episode starts, it's Sunday. And yes. he's just getting off work Sunday, and he's laying out what the family's going to do tomorrow. And uh, is this? Uh, and they all sort of know what's coming, but it seems like this is almost like a tradition, the uh, Al Bundy Labor Day barbecue. And he's sort of setting the things in motion for everyone. Yeah, that this is probably something that they have done many times. As we find out later in the episode, Al has some very specific things he likes to do on Labor Day, specific way he likes to grill. But as usual, uh, this is a disappointment to all the Bundy kids, unfortunately. Well, I think what we need to do is actually have Al Bundy explain to us why this is important to him and why he deserves this special day, Slim. 
We would like to do something we want. Well, we can't do something that you want, and I'll tell you why. Because it's, it's Labor Day, not Leech Day. That's Christmas. <laughs> it's not Parasite Day. That's Mother's Day. <laughs> See, this is a holiday for the working guy. Celebrates all the people who work so that all the people who don't get to live longer and have more than he does. So tomorrow, unless God willing, I die in my sleep, I get up for me and celebrate for me. Tomorrow is Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. So it's, it's going down. Family barbecue. We started our day. Girl, the family's upset. Al's come home, he's got plans, and that's our entire episode, Slim. Pretty much, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all that's going on. And they're obviously very disappointed, and this is a very dysfunctional family. There's a lot of insults. That's sort of the scripting. There's a lot of back and forth and, and jabs at everyone, especially like everyone beating up on Al. But if you just take this episode alone, is it that bad that Al wants to just enjoy his day off and barbecue with his family? Is that that bad? As a, as a family man myself with a, with a wife and, and kids, I think that this is totally, totally understandable. It's, you know, you work hard, you want to not, you know, make big plans. You just want to relax at home and, and have a nice barbecue with friends and family. And, and it's not like they're not doing anything. He's making plans and he's very specific about the grilling. Al doesn't seem like he cares about a lot of things in life. He doesn't have a high value for like excellence, but he's like, we have to buy fresh ingredients the morning of day Labor of day. buying things. He's very cheese. specific about he that. wants his, uh, he wants his ketchup in a bottle, not a squeeze tube. He wants, uh, the chips that don't have the, the all natural ingredients. He wants to have a nice barbecue. And I think that's Bud's job. Bud has to go buying uh, the supplies. So the kids are uh, – they've been given their um, their duties, and uh, they're off to go head upstairs. Uh, and, and we get to talk to Peg and Al. Uh, well, I guess this could potentially be our B story, the A story about the barbecue and the B story about the sex life between Al and Peg Bundy. Yes. So, so Al's asking Peggy to uh, to clean off all of the uh, the the benches and the table, and uh, what she wants him to do is apparently give it to her. Is that correct, Slim? Yeah, I mean, as as classy of a way as we can talk about it, it sounds like they don't have sex very often as a married couple, and she thinks that uh, the holidays are a time to have sex. We don't see how long it's been since they've had sex. I believe she references that she he uh, they had a good spring, and now it's now it's the kickoff of fall. <laughs> and they've been married for seventeen years, so he's like, "Can't we just be friends?" Oh, uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Ugh. I know we haven't had a podcast since July fourth, but I'm pretty uh, rusty. It's uh, Mr. Slim over here with an. <laughs> Al Bundy impression. We'll we'll come back to that later. So he wants to have sex, or she wants to have sex, and he is not having it. I'm not really quite sure why there's such a dispute over this, but he just wants to barbecue, and she just wants to have sex on Labor Day. But the uh, Rhodes family comes in to interrupt this conversation. And so maybe this is somewhat of a B storyline. I can't be sure. I guess there are more than I thought. I mean, it seems like it's all it's all one through line. But uh, the roads, uh, Steve and Marcy come over, and she's clutching a urn full of her aunt Toonie's ashes, uh, who just passed away at the ripe old age of sixty-seven. And uh, apparently, they were very close because she's having a hard time with this recent uh, in, in the grief and the recent death. 
Yeah, and Steve, I mean, they have their own kind of dynamic in their marriage between Steve and Marcy, but they don't have a great marriage by any means either. And Steve is totally unsympathetic, but Marcy is carrying around the urn with Aunt Toonie's ashes. Apparently, they took it out on Lake Michigan, it sounds like, too, the day before, and he's upset because I guess she was somewhat wealthy, and she left $100,000 to her cats. To her cats. And Marcy just got, I don't even know if she had, she might have had to pay for the urn. I don't know what what actually uh, Steve had to deal with. This sounds like a real uh, pain in the butt aunt because he seems to just not like her at all. I'm glad she's dead. Well, I think they just, Steve Rhodes and Al Bundy both hate their lives for their own sort of reasons. All right. Well, because that uh, they both are having a... uh, a couple squabble about sex and uh, dead ants that uh, I think uh, Al Bunny decides that they should just join forces at the barbecue tomorrow. Yeah, he's feeling especially generous. Maybe he thinks that having more people around will reduce the chance of him having to have sex with Peg. He's like, I'm feeling nice. Come over for my famous Bundy burgers. And he also tells him to bring the food and some uh, some beer, and uh, that'll be a good time. So-, so he's providing the meat and the grill and the charcoal, and that's it? I don't even know if he's providing the meat. I think I think they're providing. I think the the roads are providing all the groceries. Yeah. Well, that sounds like typical Al Bundy. Uh, so cut to it's it's Labor Day. Finally, the day that we are laboring and enjoying right now, Slim. We've also got to give a special shout out to Buck Bundy, the dog. He was pretty much in all the episodes. Nice big dog. Uh, nice rock for the Bundy family. Yeah, as weird is that you don't see a lot of dogs in uh, sitcoms that are just kind of as established as Buck Bundy. He has a dog on Modern Family. Do you too. think that maybe he wants? That to was work over with the course. Of, I think that was like season four or something. He's like, you know what? By this time, I got to get back to where my comfort zone is. It's it's television network sitcom with a dog. I act best with dogs. Who else was a great uh, television sitcom dog? The dog on Frasier? What else you got? <laughs> yeah. Yep, the dog on Frasier. I mean, The Simpsons had Sansa's Little Helper. Maybe it's a Fox Network thing. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I'm trying to think other networks. Uh, anyhow, uh, we're out here, and now Peg is uh, she's dragging out the, the picnic table bench. Which Why is this picnic table bench in the basement of their home in the first place? Shouldn't it just stay outside year-round? <laughs> you would think. Well, he talked about how it had a lot of bird crap on it. So maybe they just always forget and leave it out too long, and they only use it periodically. Because that's Peg's one job today, is to carry the benches up and clean the bird crap off. So we've also got to talk about what they're wearing. Because 1987, uh, I mean, they weren't supposed to be fashionable sorry 89 no yes well i also think that peg bundy is known for her sense of style she's got very big hair she walks around in high heels and uh, i mean actually i mean this would lead us into the, what's happening in the scene right now is that uh, she's wearing some tight pants and she's bent over uh, and a al bundy wearing some uh, some like what we would call like chubby shorts now with a pineapple uh, d- uh, like a tommy bahama shirt yeah it doesn't he- even button down all the way it's like a polo short sleeve dress shirt it's not an all the way button down which is odd but uh, there's something about yesterday, Peg Bundy, he was, like, grossed out about having sex with his wife. But today, watching her clean off this uh, bird crap on the uh, picnic table, for whatever reason, that's, that does it for him. And she's not trying to seduce Al. I think it's just the sight of her rear end bent over this picnic table. Just He has this crazed look in his eyes. And, it, and, it, and it's a little bit weird. I mean, she seems like she's he, he's got that look in his eye. He's coming to her. He's like, yeah, baby, I'm going to take me now. And she just looks like she's a victim of a sex crime. Right, and it's so weird because what changed in the 12 to 24 hours because she was so into it and he wasn't and it flipped. I think partly she's uncomfortable. Like, she's like, my legs hurt, my arms hurt, I'm tired from all this bench cleaning. 
Yeah, and so the, uh, he takes her right on top of the picnic table. Yeah, they have sex in their backyard. Yeah, and their kids are home. I don't know where their kids are. I I don't know. Certainly the Roses could be walking over with those groceries at any point. So Al, just something came over him. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, cut to it's the uh, post-coitus. Peg's still uh, cleaning off this picnic table. It has it, it has not been cleaned yet. It's very dirty. This picnic it's table has not, not been dirtier. cleaned in years. Uh, so she's uh, she's disappointed that he doesn't even like thank her for the nice romp on the picnic table. <laughs> so she's not too mad. I mean, uh, she's complaining, but I think that they're both pretty satisfied with Labor Day so far. I mean, Peg would rather not be doing any work, but Al. I mean, he's got a Budweiser. This was before all the product placements. They also get a Dr Pepper shout out in the episode, but he's got a real Budweiser. And he's just still watching her clean this picnic table. Something about he, – he yells at her to scrub harder. I think there's something about the scrubbing that's really doing it for him. And now he's looking to double down on uh, Labor Day. And this is where I feel like it gets weird. Like she's she's gripping the table like she's a victim like of a, of a, of a hostile takeover. Yeah, he holds up two, two fingers for we're going to do this a second time. And he drags her away. But then the next scene we see she's lying on the picnic table and her shirt is filthy. So I don't know where they had sex the second time. Probably on top of the grill. <laughs> That's why she's so she's so <laughs> ashes. <laughs> Oh. We should mention, I guess, that did we talk about how that's the key? Is that he likes that old ashes in his dirty old grill? Yeah, I don't know if that's been established at this point or not, but I, that's a big linchpin of the episode. I think that he, actually this is right right now where Al says, do not clean the grill. I like it the way it is. It's it Just keep the grill messy. Last year's ashes, future's burgers. Let's do this. That's what makes Bundy Burger special, the grease and ashes from last year. So he grills once a year on Labor Day. And and he he literally made his plans the day before. Like he knew that this is the one year, one time a year I clean my or I I do my burgers. But uh, I'll just tell my family on Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Peg is very bad at cleaning that table. She's I don't even know if she's using water. She's, she's using, using a dirty she's, old. She's literally sponge. scrubbing the same spot for the last two sex times. <laughs> last two. That's how you measure <laughs> mark out your life. So Peg is she's finally getting some water. And from the hose, and she dumps over the grill. Boom! Ashes Party everywhere, foul. and that is the key. And and we don't. I don't know what the punishment is for knocking over the ashes, but uh, we're not going to even find out. Why didn't she just scoop them up and like put them back in? Yeah, that's a really good question. She she goes right to Plan A, which is uh, lighting three cigarettes and starting to smoke them over the uh, the grill to get some ashes going. And you were pointing out we don't see smoking on television a ton anymore. Well, we should point out even in the intro, P- Peggy Bundy is making a salad and smoking a cigarette over a salad, which later she. Uh, uh, Marcy Rhodes finds in her salad. I mean, we saw a lot of smoking on a show like Mad Men, but rarely do you see someone smoking three cigarettes at once on primetime TV. Do you think this show plays in 2017? Do you think uh, that the jokes... I mean, the, we, we there was a couple of, of jokes that we were like, these are not jokes. Like, these are just words that people are laughing at. But is the, the idea of like... I think we've mentioned this in a lot of other either um, holiday episodes or even on our old podcast that there isn't seem to be a lot of like middle class families represented in sitcoms these days. No, I, I think that shows are generally more complex now. But if you look at some of the shows like a Two Broke Girls on CBS or even Big Bang Theory to a lesser extent, there's a little more of a formulaic flow to it compared to like an Arrested Development or 30 Rock or a show like that. So I think if you put this next to like a Two Broke Girls. I think it stacks up pretty well of, like, kind of the, just the writing style and the jokes. I, I think it could potentially hold up. Well, 
let's cut to the speaking of uh hot chicks on sitcoms with two broke girls uh we got our christina applegate and uh, bud bunny just walked in the scene and they've come over to help with the barbecue and found out about the spilt ashes yeah, and you see Kelly Bundy doing what she did on this show of not wearing a lot of clothes. She's wearing like a purple midriff, her full belly exposed. And yeah, you didn't see a lot of that um, on TV anymore either. But Fox was, you know, they were trying to stand out. I love Christina Applegate. I would say, I, 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 I looking back, I don't know, Stephanie Tanner uh, or Kelly Bundy, they're, they're both right up really? there with uh, First Crushes. Neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought Kelly Bundy was attractive, but I wouldn't say I had, like, a crush on her because she was always portrayed as being kind of skeezy on the show. Yeah, I mean, she certainly, her character was not the type of girl you bring home to your mother. But, uh, Unless your mom's Peg Bundy. And, but, well, she is the type of girl you, you send out to go find ashes, which, which <laughs> is what Peg Bundy does. She says everybody's out at the beach or out of town because it's Labor Day, so we can just start some B&Es, break and entering into other folks' houses, steal their ashes out of their uh, fireplaces. And uh, in the interim, we get a, a apparently a third time of doing it from Al Bundy. He's just feeling himself on this Labor Day. It, inside. Well, he's not feeling himself uh this time it was inside i think she just says i hate labor day so much and she looks tired so i think no, time also i think we, we hear him calling her in the house so it's it's what happened to, to, to al he hated having sex with his wife so much he hasn't had sex with her since the spring it's that he's Budweiser. On, he's on number numero uh trace of the day of labor day so, but to go back to the Ashes plan, it seems kind of weird that that's the best idea she can come up with. I don't know how Kelly and Bud just have really good skills or breaking in or people in their suburb don't lock their doors. But yeah, they're just pilfering ashes from all over town, you know. So when Al sees that grill, he'll be like, oh, here's some ashes. Yeah, and uh, obviously they've gone door to door. They've gone to all the different Ashes places and... Uh, <laughs> And How even, many houses do you think they hit up? I don't know. I would say at least a few. I mean, Kelly references uh, a gentleman at, at a house that uh, she was in who, uh, <laughs> even though he's a big bachelor, had an entire closet full of women's clothing. Right. She's like, he must be a ladies' man. Which gets a real laugh from the uh, in from the live studio audience, uh, which, you know, is that a, is that a politically correct uh, uh, joke in 2017? I mean, we, we, we've got Caitlyn Jenner. We've got uh, very, a big spectrum when it comes to gender identity. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. I don't even know if it would be politically correct or incorrect it's just it was such like a a, a weird mysterious thing like there were people who cross-dressed in the 80s but we didn't really talk about people being transgender it was just like oh this guy likes to dress up like a lady like it was just sort of this weird thing it wasn't like a this har, person har, har. has a different gender identity so yeah that joke probably wouldn't play um but the the Rhodeses were out shopping they bought Two bags of groceries. My my favorite trope in, uh, in in sitcoms is when someone buys groceries and they come home with one bag of groceries in their hands. And that's if you've ever been grocery shopping in your entire life and you've bought like a substantial <laughs> like the amount of groceries you need in your life, you never walk with like one bag of groceries with a celery stalk or something sticking out the top or a, a loaf of Italian bread, and that's all you need. Yeah, and they have some chips sticking out. I feel like you always have the paper bags on TV too, and not the plastic bags. And, and the roses are definitely a little more high class than the Bundys, but, um, you know, they probably still like their big bags of sour cream and onion potato chips just like everybody else. And and, and Marcy Rhodes, she's still, she's having a hard time even being away from her aunt, uh, her dead aunt Ashes at the barbecue. I she, thought she was going to bring them over because she talked about how Aunt Toonie needed some fresh air, so that's a little weird 
that she forgot to bring the urn. Uh, but anyway, it's finally time for Labor Day BBQ. Al Bunny's had sex three times. The kids have gone around the town finding ashes. I think we may or may not have cleaned off that table. There's certainly a tablecloth on it. We've got ourselves um, some groceries. And then what happens next with Al Bundy? It's like he's becoming a superhero. It's like he's putting on this costume. It says, kiss the wife, kiss the cook, kill the wife on his apron. And he has a briefcase full of grill supplies. And the music licensing budget was very generous on this show because now they're playing Bad to the Bone. Yeah, he's got Bad to the Bone. There was a, another song earlier that he was singing along to when he was enjoying his Labor Day outside. From the day I was born, I was cooking barbecue. <laughs> and it's just a typical dad barbecue. He's got the the big white hat. He's got the apron. He's got a tool That is belt. not a typical, by the way. I'm a dad, and I would like to say that I do not own a chef's hat that I, <laughs> that I dip out any point <laughs> in my life. for 80s television. I bet if you watched an episode of uh, The Brady Bunch, and they were you're like, saying You're saying hat. Mr. Brady had a chef hat that he I wore? I bet he did. I bet he did. Tweet us if you think that that is incorrect. I, I'd like to go with no chef hat on that one. Hashtag no chef hat. So he comes out in his garb. like He's very proud of himself. And Steve Rhodes is like, finally we can eat. But no, Al has to give a speech about the importance of Labor Day and what Labor Day means to us. Yeah, he does. I believe there's a uh, there's a, a long-winded speech. Uh, he also makes everybody say the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a very American... No, I think it's the National Anthem. Is it the National Anthem? Maybe they did both. <laughs> that was a cut We scene. can only assume. Um, but yeah, we're going to finally get to finally cooking these meats. He also takes it back to caveman times. That's not how Labor Day really started. It has more to do with labor unions in the United States. But he's taking it back to prehistoric times. Cut to our good friend uh, Buck Bundy. He can't even handle this uh, this speech. He's had enough. He's on his back when those all fours pointing upwards. It's a way to show time has passed. I love it. Buck Bundy has fallen asleep. So anyway. And he says in 1492, Columbus brought Labor Day to America. So he wasn't taking too many history classes at Polkai. I don't think we're supposed to believe that Al Bundy is the smartest wit man in the tool shed. He really loves Labor Day. You would think he'd do, but this was before Wikipedia. We do get some nice uh, some nice uh, cut twos of the family sitting at the picnic table and sort of like the physical comedy of people uh, being upset over the time past. Um, and even, like you said, we're singing the national anthem. So the, do you think the physical comedy holds up? I, I think physical comedy always holds up and it translates in i bet this show probably did pretty well in other countries because it's just so basic and formulaic and do you like think you this physical do comedy. you think this show uh uh shaped I, the identity of, of uh american stereotypes overseas quite possibly <laughs> yes <laughs> And I don't know how inaccurate they are. Um, So Al is a grill master. He's like, in 11 minutes and 7 seconds, you're going to have the best burger they've ever yanked out of a cow. And here it is, the question of the day. Um, Will Al Bundy cook the salmon that uh, Mr. Rose brought over? (laughs) Uh, And the answer is no. He (laughs) throws it over the fence. Over, I guess, back into Steve Percy's own yard. He's yeah, going to find no it. No fish is ever going to touch his grill. Yeah, and they're like, we don't eat much red meat. Now, uh, we're going to cook some burgers after this podcast, and apparently 11 minutes and 7 seconds is the appropriate amount of time you need to flip one over. Uh, do you think that's like a well-done burger? What do you think that is? I don't know what it is, but apparently that's enough time when you need, before you flip it over, you can go bang your wife a fourth time on Labor Day, which is so what Al Bunny decides to do. We're calling it a grand total of four times. 
that Al has had sex with Peg on Labor Day. And she once, should be looking just while he's waiting to flip the burgers. She should be more excited for the next 1990 Labor Day because uh, if she's looking forward to having sex with her husband, he is. All sort of horny on Labor Day. Maybe it's one of those scared straight things. Like, he doesn't want to have sex with Peg any other time, so he's going to remind her how unpleasurable it is for both of them. <laughs> I think that's maybe what he's doing here. It's like, he's like, I get this one day off a year. I had to work at the shoe store on Sunday, so Monday, Labor Day, we're closed, and I'm going to give you enough sex that you remind you that how much you dislike it. <laughs> Until, I mean, maybe, what do you think, Christmas is the next time? New Year's? I don't know. I mean, she's got to get over this tragedy or traumatic experience of Labor Day. The Labor Day of four times, 1989. I don't want to make fun of it, but it does seem like she's going to need to go counseling (laughs) after Labor Day. (laughs) Right. We're we're certainly not making fun of sexual assaults. I mean, it's it's a very gray area they're walking here in Married with Children. It was before people did have to, there was a gray area on television. This, I mean... Looking back, this isn't this isn't aged great. <laughs> no, not for <laughs> our sensitivities uh, of 2017. So he's finally well, dishing out the burgers. Yes, let's get back into what is not controversial: <laughs> eating burgers on Labor Day. So, well, he, maybe it will get controversial. He hands two to uh, the the roads and says, "Sorry, your fish fell on the ground." And then he asks the kids how their uh, their burgers are, and they're saying the best burgers ever. Uh, uh, both for uh, Kelly and Bud, and then he asks uh, Peggy, and she's thinking that she's due for a fifth, <laughs> fifth time in the in the sack with Al Bundy. Yeah, she's just like, but she just gets up though, so that's the thing. Like, it, it feels assault like, but it's still very like okay. There's definitely she doesn't put up much of a fight. She's like, okay, five times, and he's like, no, yes. I was just asking how your burger was. Yes, the uh, the. The definition of consent is very gray in this episode, but she is thinking that he's asking her to complain about the burger just so he can have his way with her, which is weird. That part didn't make sense for me either. But uh, it turns out she loves the burger. It's fluffy. It melts in her mouth. It's delicious. I don't know if I describe burgers like eggs as fluffy. But burgers? Like, mmm, what a fluffy burger. I'm a vegetarian. I really don't eat a lot of burgers. So I, do, I, do, I spent a long time since I know how they tasted. So, uh, But anyway, it's, it's looking good for Peg Bundy. She's happy. Um, and uh, she, she loved the burger. And she apparently doesn't have to have sex with uh, with uh, Al Bundy, and at least for a fifth time today. <laughs> that we know of. Um, we don't know how things will play out after all these events unfold. So then he's talking to Steve Rhodes about the burger because he was obviously a salmon guy. And he's like, you know what? This is a really great burger. So everyone seems pretty happy. Yeah, he wants to know what the uh, what the, uh, the the key is. The secret. Yes. What is? How does one make the best burger and apparently when i make these burgers i'm going to be doing it wrong because i'm using a gas grill here slim so apparently it's you got to use the old charcoal ashes the ashes from the past for the burgers of the future the bundy burger secret and then marcy is still like she can't even take a bite of the burger because she is still thinking about aunt toonie and the urn and the ashes again i don't know why she didn't just bring her over to the barbecue in the urn but she's like yep she's just over our fireplace in the urn and then suddenly a light kind of pops up over Kelly Bundy's head. Yeah, she's sitting in the background enjoying her burger and then get, then all of a sudden gets super, super freaked out and starts uh, chugging water to spit it out and, and getting gross, realizing that she probably grabbed the uh, Antoonie ashes that were uh, used in the barbecue of these burgers. Yeah, not probably. She did. So that just to fully explain here, they put all these random ashes from around the neighborhood in the grill, and that included the ashes of Antoonie from the urn. So they were all kind of 
percolating into those burgers. So the, it kind of goes down the line of uh, telephone telling game. Bud, Bud telling Peggy, and they're all spitting out the burgers. They tell Steve Rhodes, and he just takes a big old bite. He's like smiling. He loves it. He's got a smile on his face. He's excited uh, to he did not like apparently Antoon. enjoy the the remains of Antuni as a burger. But it's not like you're eating the ashes. It's just the idea of like it cooked with the the smells and the yeah yeah I, I agree. But uh, we actually get a nice little moment, uh, a little um, conversation between Al and Marcy about both uh, Labor Day and Antuni. Um, and I think I think we should hear it. Yeah, because they didn't have a lot of nice moments, probably Marcy and Al. So let's let's just enjoy this nice moment. You know, Al, I'm sorry to be such a party poop. <laughs> it's just that I love my aunt very much. Mm, these are delicious. You know, but Aunt Tootie meant so much to me. I know she did, Mars, but sometimes we just got to put the dead behind us. Mm. <laughs> you know, Aunt Tootie loved a good barbecue. I only wish she could be with us right now. If it's any comfort to you, Mars, I'm sure she's with us in spirit. Mm, 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 mm. Boom. Mm. But if she was here, I'm sure she'd be saying just what we're saying now. These are the best burgers this side of heaven. <laughs> there you go. Best burgers this side of heaven. End credits. All it takes is 11 minutes and 7 seconds and some weird random ashes. What about that uh, that live studio audience? They're, they're just, they're, they're having a heck of a time laughing over it. Was it a live studio audience? I, I mean, the laugh track is like deafening over each of those jokes where it's like, I bet she, if she was here with us right now, she'd you know, be, ah, da, 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 da. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's a, a real audience or a laugh track. I mean, but yeah, it's... it's I'm sure these people were, were keyed up for this Labor Day episode, though. And and why you heard a lot of the laughter there is because, again, the physical comedy, like Bud and Kelly and Peggy, they're all running around in the background. Um, and then finally, at the very end, Steve uh, is dumping out the ashes. There's some choking going on. Um, it's a lot of physical comedy to backdrop that. Who was choking who? Was it was it Peggy choking her daughter? I don't. I, we have to go. Back. I mean, I I, I I think it was because I, I think I think I think. I think Bud who? was helping Steve with the uh, with the ashes in in the uh, to, you know they're going to replace the ashes obviously and so now uh, Aunt Tooney's urn is going to be half ashes of uh, her body half ashes of her um, of of other of the people other people's fireplaces right, and still aren't yes Peggy is <laughs> what is going why? on oh because Kelly was so dumb as to get those ashes but why this is like the simpsons i don't understand like the why you would like om- get close to murdering your child so we've also got child abuse possible sexual assault <laughs> uh robbery uh child abuse we've got a lot going on i mean if we watched the uh, television from 60 years ago there's there's potential uh you know like uh what's the, what's the show with uh, to the moon alice or uh, oh the honeymoon yeah you got you yeah got, you got some threats of uh True. Some, some some assault and those things so things don't age perfectly but there it is married with children it's a labor day it's a holiday episode i believe al bundy told us it's al bundy 
<laughs> I hope that Modern Family does a Labor Day homage episode to this if they haven't already. Um, I'll, I'll have to look it up. They've definitely done a lot of holiday episodes on Modern Family as well. A lot of Halloween, Valentine's Day, Christmas type episodes. So they should really do a Labor Day and do some winks to this episode. I enjoyed the uh, the ode to Labor Day from Al Bundy. Obviously, I think this. I mean, did you you did you're you're a researcher or in house researcher, Slim? How many Labor Day episodes were you able to find besides this one? But when you suggested it, I didn't find any other Labor Day episodes. I'm not saying definitively there weren't any, but this was literally the only one I could find. So I'm thankful that Married with Children had a Labor Day episode. So I'm sorry we were gone for a couple months, but it, there really weren't any holidays to talk about. So we do have a couple more to squeeze in for the very special holidays. So we wanted to try to go through the calendar year, but yeah, July and August, pretty slim pickings for holidays. Uh, so the, how's the stack up against, uh, I mean, we've done them all. We've done, uh, Arbor day. We've done super bowl Sunday. We've done lots of different things. Labor day. I think this is a pretty solid holiday episode. It was the holiday. was thoroughly integrated into the episode. You know, the, the plight of the working man, um, what to do on labor day. Didn't really play up at the end of summer. That's another big motif of labor day didn't really play up that but definitely the the plight of the working man and and family time whether you want it or not and barbecuing yeah it used the holiday well so we kind of had that book in there memorial day with baywatch to uh labor day with the bundies all right folks we'll check in in uh two weeks we'll try to figure yeah. out something else and then obviously in october we'll get right back into uh the month of halloween yeah halloween that'll be like the grand finale you know because there are some great halloween episodes obviously looking forward to that and uh slim have a very special week. It's a very special holiday.